the thing that came up was accepting that not everyone is going to honor my transition. And that's okay. I don't need my past to fully come into my present. It's okay for me to let parts of my past go as I move into a new phase of my life because that is part of transition, right? Yeah. We release. Welcome to A Lone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. My name is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive School and Community Membership for Energy Medicine and Dream Work. In this podcast, I offer teachings and musings around energy medicine, polarity therapy, as well as poetry and songs and interviews. Uh, today, I'm going to be interviewing Waylon Ember, who is a, a former biologist turned healer after she went through some massive life changes that plunged her into a dark night of the soul. So now she helps women primarily to turn into their own inner wisdom and discover their unique path to wholeness. Waylon totally inspired me to dig up a poem I wrote a couple of years ago about the healer's path. So stay tuned at the end of this episode when I share the poem. But first, we're going to go into Waylon's interview and then her dream share, which is all about the healer's journey. Because on the path to healing others, we do have to do our own work of healing ourselves. And oftentimes this comes through our dreams, especially if we are paying attention. And her dream content has to do with this concept of the healer's path and just what that really looks like when it gets down to it, which it's not always pretty, right? Sometimes the healer's path is uh, not an easy one to walk. And when I say healer's path, really what I'm referring to is anybody who is on the path of doing their own healing work so that maybe eventually or not, they will decide to share healing work with others as a practitioner. So whenever we step on that path of really cultivating those skills so that we can show up and help others, inevitably we have to do our own work. (laughs) That's just part of the journey. And most of us who get initiated on that journey go through some kinds of challenging issues ourselves that we have to overcome. And that kind of drags us onto the healer's path or it inspires us to want to give back because we have gone through something ourselves. Whether or not you're professionally using your healer's gifts, your life itself is a healing gift. You know, just doing your own work for yourself is is a gift to others. So I just wanted to clarify that. Probably if you're here, you're on the healer's path. <laughs> So, and if you are, then you'll probably relate to this. Our soul communicates to us often through our dreams and our intuition, and we receive guidance, and that guidance often doesn't look like what it is. Oftentimes, those kinds of dreams come in the form of a nightmare or an uncomfortable dream, right? And oftentimes, on that path to wholeness, we really do have to shed parts of ourselves that are no longer resonant. So... Anyways, that's a bit of what this episode is about, and I'm really excited to launch into this interview and then to have Waylon share her dream. 
I just want to invite you to listen as though this was your dream. Really get yourself into a comfortable space where you can take in the conversation and pay attention to your body, to the environment, the sounds, the happenings, just opening up to the synchronicities and to your own intuitive knowing so that you can get the most out of this sharing because there's always something in this for the listener. So when we listen to a dream as though it were our own, we're really opening up to the healing that not only the dreamer can receive, but the healing that's there for us, for our own journey. So I invite you to take full advantage of this opportunity and really listen with your whole being as Waylon Ember shares her dream titled, Choosing the Authentic Path to Wholeness. I work with women um, in these different phases of transitions in their life and we do one of two things. We either work through a, a style of hypnosis called body mind bridge where we use the symptom that someone is experiencing, whether it be pain, emotional, spiritual, physical pain or, or, or something else. We use that as a portal and through this hypnosis we begin a relationship with the symptom. So that's one way that I work with people. And another way that I work with people is that sometimes it's supportive for me to actually go into a more of a trance state. And so I'll actually go into a trance state. So bringing people home, right. bringing people back to the earth that is their body, reconnection. I just mm -hmm. think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we... We go through so many transformations in our lives, right? Yeah. Whether it be the transformation from child to teenager, you know, into that maiden phase, through motherhood if we choose to become mothers, becoming the crone, you know, that transformation into that time of our lives. Yeah. And those are just a couple. Through the death of our own mothers, through the death of someone else, an, an, an animal companion or right. a human companion. Right transitions through divorce, through loss of career. I mean, there's so many times that we find ourselves at the threshold, yeah. right? And often I have found in my own transformations through these different phases of my life, especially during the transformation when my mother died, I was so held and contained by nature. Mm. When she was in her dying process one of my only friends at the time that I felt really understood me was a tree and that sounds odd but I would visit a tree daily I had a companion animal at the time yeah. but I also visited a tree mm -hmm. and felt deeply seen and held by my relationship that I had developed with this tree yeah after she passed away I spent three months living in the woods and I felt so completely contained. It was the only place that I felt that I could safely be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was in the midst of all of these other beings that yeah. just 
contained me. Yeah. My human friends weren't sure how to deal with death. Yeah. Because none of them had lost their own parents yet. And so it was really hard for my human friends to show up and walk me through this transition. So I found that I was able to do to walk my transition period of, you know, becoming motherless mm -hmm. by being contained by nature. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of it is that because I had gone through these different transitions in my life and nature always showed up for me, I saw how well I was contained and how well the, the especially trees, were able to just hold that for me mm -hmm. and that I could grieve yeah. around trees and, yeah. and with nature. So I just, I see how well nature can help us with transitions in our lives. And so that's part of why I bring that in it gets woven in in different ways i love too that we have like the sound of cars or something going yeah. by in the background and yet you know you guys can't see this but we're looking out at the most gorgeous view of water and mountain mm -hmm. even though we're in in the city yeah. it's just beautiful a beautiful spot where yeah. you are so I, I love being right here well and i love yeah. also thanks for actually calling that out because yeah. people often think if they're not deeply in pristine nature that they right. can't have a nature connection right and that's a false belief yes you can have a nature connection i mean i i'm there's a lot of plants in this apartment birds mm -hmm. there's quite a few different birds that i get to witness engaging in their normal routines yeah. including some falcons that live in my neighborhood so i have neighbors that are that are falcons and i really think <laughs> of them as my neighbors yes right? for sure and the crows and the seagulls and the herons i think that's why i commented on it because yeah. i wasn't sure if that would i wanted to call that out because yeah. even though there is some city sounds i just love it i just think mm -hmm. it's beautiful like mm -hmm. there's i can feel your i can feel the presence of the nature in here yeah i feel it yeah and i feel that from your cultivated relationship totally yeah, yeah. And, I, and i think that that's the thing that people can do is that yeah. they can cultivate a relationship so even when you're in these ur hyper urban environments you know if you've got listeners in new york city right. or in tokyo or right. paris wherever your listeners hail from there is nature to be engaged with yes yeah and it can be just a single dandelion breaking through the the cement yes but that's a life and that's an experience i mean it's and that's the thing that people once they start to see they can begin to have a relationship. Totally, you can cultivate that from anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so curious how that came in, because uh, you're here. You're also going to be sharing a dream. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just the the field of our conversation it yeah. took an interesting turn. Just really moving into how we can resource nature. Yeah. And I'm just feeling that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you I know. That's, that's something that I do love to help people find also yeah. is how do I get resourced through my relationship with nature? And that's certainly yeah. something that people can visit my website yeah. to find out more about. Well, and I just want to mention that your website is rebirthing, but the birthing is actually earthing. Yes. It's re-earthing. Re re-earthing. <laughs> yeah, re-earthing. Yeah. E-A-R-T-H, yeah. e not yeah. B-I-R. Yeah. So I think that's brilliant brilliant name thank too. you yeah, yeah really encapsulates that 
Yeah. Really coming home to the earth that is the body. Yeah. And coming home to the earth that is the place where we live. Yeah. Currently. Currently. (laughs) (laughs) On our soul journey. Exactly. Exactly. I would love to transition and invite you to share the dream that you brought. And to begin with, I I like to just introduce this concept of we're going to be moving through the elements. Okay. And so the first element is ether, which is related to the throat chakra. Okay. And ether has to do with sort of space your intent, the context, the mm. seed, if mm. you did seed your dream mm. or incubate the dream and mm-hmm. s- with some intention, or if it, you didn't, then even just like the context of, mm-hmm. of where you're coming from in orientation to, related to the dream. Perfect. I so love, to I love with starting that. there. Yeah. yeah. So the dream, I did not seed it, but it was so profound that I woke up as a result of it. Because I knew when it was, when the, it's a snippet that I'll share. Uh But the snippet was so important that I immediately woke up. And so the context of it is that I am shifting from part-time healing work to full-time healing work. Mm -hmm. And this was very related to what I perceive as some of my anxiety around moving more fully into the gifts that I'm offering. Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so that's great. Now we have sort of some context around the dream Mm -hmm. that you're in process of transitioning. Mm -hmm. And so I'll invite you as we move into the air element to Mm -hmm. share the story of the dream. Okay. And maybe what you think about it. Yeah. Okay. So um, the dream was very short. And what I saw was these two women who I knew from childhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were standing in a line. They were queued up for something. And I entered into the space where they were, and I got to stand in between them. And I understood that by standing in between them that it was me joining them. And as soon as I joined them, one of them, the person who was ahead of me, looked at me and then just walked away. And I immediately understood that I had been rejected, that I was not being included in whatever it was that was about to happen, Mm -hmm. that I didn't belong according to this person. And they were demonstrating that by walking away from me. They didn't speak. They just looked at me and they walked away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me wake up. Was because I've worked enough with my dreams that sometimes I lucid dream. Mm -hmm. And so it was, oh, this is information. This is something I need to, to start to process, right? Because that's the beautiful thing about dreams is that we tap into the subconscious. Right. And it sometimes for some folks, that's the only time that they do tap into the subconscious mind, right? So my subconscious was telling me something. Right. I'm in a state of transition myself, and this is something that's arising for me that's ready to be examined. Right. Yes. yes. And, and so, so you had a knowing within the dream 
that this was important information yeah. and you wo- and it woke you up. Yes. And then you paid attention and you listened to the dream. Yes. And so before I invite some reflection, which mm-hmm. is more of the water element, mm-hmm. I want to invite you to tune in with your body to okay. the dream. That's more of the fire. So in the fire, mm-hmm. fire relates to our third chakra and that's where we, it's our embodied aspect of our energy. It moves from the heart and the air and the mind down into the physicality. Mm-hmm. So when I... And working a dream and I tune in with with my body it goes from the head down into the physical so I'm wondering I want to invite as you tune into your body around the dream mm. is there any more information about the dream that comes to you I would say maybe this is that air feeding the fire right because yeah. we need air to feed our fire of course and so the thinking part is feeding the body part which is Many people, including myself, at times in our lives experienced imposter syndrome. Yeah. And so even though I am already doing this work, there's something about more deeply claiming it. Right. Yes. That feels maybe there's some imposter, with, because I haven't quite analyzed it yet. Right. Maybe there's some imposter syndrome showing up of, ooh, do I really belong in this community? Right. Because I'm claiming more space. Right. And so I even am feeling my body like almost resisting doing this, opening up, kind of getting some elbow room. Right, yes. And so so that brings me to a little bit of reflection, which Mm -hmm. is water. And I think also I would mention in the water, not only is it an opportunity then for me to reflect and kind of empathically tune in with my body to your dream. Mm. And if you were on your own, you could get that reflection from... Uh, the universe from synchronicity Mm -hmm. from watching and listening to how life interacts with you Mm -hmm. post dream Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. right so that but since we have the opportunity to you know reflect with each other here in this moment I'm just tuning into your dream and I'm I'm very in touch with a curiosity that's the Mm -hmm. first thing Um, and then water also it it has to do with our emotional body too, our emotional intelligence so I'm tuning in to what you're saying and and my curiosity is how were these women related to you were they ancestral were they strangers to you were they peers were they older younger Mm. I just have this curiosity who were these women they were definitely peers and as you are asking me that I'm like oh yeah there is this desire to feel welcomed by my peers into yeah. this community more fully. Yeah. And part of that is me claiming it. Yeah. There's that stepping more fully into it and saying and announcing it to the world and, and not being shy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, cool. absolutely they were peers. peers. And, and they were peers that I simultaneously looked up to because... I, I feel in my body that they were more popular girls, maybe, right, right, growing right. up, yeah. um, that had more, maybe, power mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in our social circles, mm-hmm. that I envied them, maybe, a little because of their positional power. And were these people that you knew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were from your youth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Except that I don't remember who specifically, but when right, I right. saw them in the dream, there was a familiarity. There was a familiarity, okay. and they were from my past. Yes, totally. totally. So I did have a feeling that there was something in the past coming mm-hmm. up, that mm-hmm. this felt like past mm-hmm. 
but that's why I asked were they ancestral is this so far past that it's you're processing a rejection from past lives Mm. or from Mm. ancestors Mm. or is this from your childhood your Mm. youth your own past and this experience or maybe it's both we you know sometimes Mm. it's all all the things but it feels more current when you say that I'm like okay yeah and then you know the other question the other curiosity I always like to look at at a dream both from the perspective of metaphorically or from the external representation of who the person is Mm -hmm. right but then Mm -hmm. I also like to look Mm -hmm. at it as if those were aspects of me so Mm -hmm. you know when I reflect to you on your dream like if those women were aspects of me and if this was my dream I might be interested to I might be curious is there a part of me that is rejecting myself Mm. or turning away from myself in Mm -hmm. that dream Mm -hmm. and how do I want to be with that absolutely and I think because of this particular transition that I'm in in more fully stepping into my purpose and power yeah there is you know we waver in our own confidence right when we're stepping into more power or we're claiming our purpose yeah and if we haven't fully sort of like staked that claim right and fully come into the world no matter what it is you know when when you're entering a new phase it's it there definitely feels like you waver in your oh can I really do this is this really who I am right is this really who I want to be right you know I mean we experiment with that in so many different ways yeah and I think that there is absolutely a small rejection of the self because this is the unknown. And before I fully step in, it's easy to back out of it, right? Right, right. At some point, it feels like you've made this commitment. Yeah. And it's a little harder to pivot. You know, whenever we make a commitment, it's like that signature on the line. Like, it feels like, oh, okay, I've fully committed. And so... I think that there is a part of us that we, before we commit, there's an ability to, to not step into it, right. but there's also in that place is a rejection. Right, right. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not, you know, and so, yeah, I think because I'm fully stepping into my commitment, right. I'm, I'm on that journey right now of that commitment and stepping into this, I think, yeah, all the anxiety around confidence believing in myself is is coming to the forefront because mm-hmm. of the way in which I am walking this path right yes. now so it's very timely this dream yeah I feel the power in that mm-hmm. you know just your embodiment of that commitment mm-hmm. and as we earth this dream mm-hmm. here um, which is what is the outcome or a closure or action that you would take to honor the dream as you were saying that I got a vision which I I just love that and what I saw was only one woman turned away from me and walked away Mm. the other one stayed Hmm. the other one accepted Hmm. and the thing that came up was accepting that not everyone is going to honor my transition. Right, right. And that's okay. I don't need 
my past to fully come into my present. Mm -hmm. It's okay for me to let parts of my past go as I move into a new phase of my life Mm -hmm. because that is part of transition, right? Yeah. We release. Yeah. And to release not just this person because it's not specific to these two humans, Mm -hmm. but it is what they represent. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's also representing... I don't need full acceptance from my past, the people of my past, who I've been in the past, in order to step into my future. Totally. And so just honoring, like, it's okay for her to walk away from me. Yeah, yeah. I don't need her to accept me, whoever she was, Yeah. in order for me to fully come into who I am. And I love that, too, because even if there's some version of you associated with your past self and some judgment of what's okay and not okay or acceptable or not acceptable or powerful or not powerful and you don't even need that part to be in alignment with your you have this other part Mm -hmm. and I love that that just emerged at the end here it's like oh they didn't both walk away one stayed right so there's a part of you that is so willing to stay with yourself Mm -hmm. even if this other part from your past is ready to go yeah and isn't in alignment anymore and that's how it works right when we are changing our vibration in our lives and we're stepping more into our truth we have to shed the old thing you know like it's not going to continue to vibrate at the same (laughs) frequency and so therefore people will leave old constructs will leave and and it can be a little bit painful or scary but that's but you know the I think what you're saying really as far as how to honor this dream is to honor that you don't need those old parts to stay with you and that it's necessary to let them go and that you do have the support you need. You are being seen Mm -hmm. and accepted Mm -hmm. by this other aspect and you can... You can yeah. be stand in your power yeah. and your purpose with peace. With peace, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think the last thing that yeah. I'm recalling from the liminal state, and that as you were saying that is coming through again, is that there's a community containment piece yeah. here. Yeah. The community maybe walked away, and that might have been an aspect of me, but I am still part of a community. And so as I fully step into my purpose, I'm going to have community. I will be held, right? Yes. And so there, it's okay. I, sh- I, I, I don't need to fear the loss of my community as I step more fully into my peace, power, and purpose. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful, and it feels really good to be in that with you. Mm-hmm. And I just want to honor that Thank transitional you. Mm-hmm. Mo- you know, I feel like I loved how you we started this conversation with talking about how you support other women and how part of what allows you to have you is your own life experience mm-hmm. has really given you context and the mm-hmm. ability to to really support other people that go through. Yeah. different things, different transitions. But in another sense, you're going through a transition even now. Yes. Uh, you know, up-leveling your own commitment to your passion and your purpose mm-hmm. and, like, transitioning mm-hmm. that really directly and that, you know, through this dream, yeah, it's just a beautiful example of mm-hmm. how our subconscious and how, mm-hmm. our, how our guides and how, 
you know, our spirit really communicates with us and helps us to see, and when we're listening, how we can pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that just feels very empowering. Yeah. And was that dream recent, or was that... Very. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I would say within the last two weeks. Wow. Yeah. So cool. Very recent. So powerful. And, and it is so powerful because we all... Not everybody remembers their dream, but yeah. everybody dreams. Right. And it is like this free yeah. gateway yeah. to the subconscious. Totally. Right? And it's this this avenue to begin to have that relationship with the self. Yeah. Right? And with our guides and with the natural world. The natural and world and all that is. All right? the other worlds that uh, exist. Everything else that exists. <laughs> and, and and that's what's so great is like yeah. It's 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 such an easy like here's a first way you can do this work is start paying attention to your dreams. Yeah. And just by setting the intention of that dreams can start to show up, right? And definitely when we know we're going to, sh- you know, cuz I think I I invited you to participate in this podcast maybe a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. or a little bit more than mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and so uh, the dream came after that, yes, mm-hmm. and that's so often what mm-hmm. happens when, um, when we know we're going to be witnessed and we have that opportunity to bring something out. The potent dreams come. Oh, absolutely. They come because they know we're going to pay attention. You absolutely. Know? And I've heard that a, f- a few times when I've invited people to be, to come share a dream. Maybe they have an old dream they think they're going to share, but mm-hmm. right before the podcast, they'll have a dream that's like, no, this is the one. This is the one. This is the dream you're going to share because it's potent. Because mm-hmm. now it's not only your dream, it's everybody else's dream who's listening. Right. It's your dream right. if you're listening right now, whoever you are, you yeah. know, like yeah. across time and space. Yes. It's, it's rippling out. That <laughs> When I was doing the dream yeah. work in your classes, I loved doing those classes because it was so fun, especially in a group setting. Right. It was so fun to be able to re-enter a dream right. and to really pull that information from right. a dream. Right. You know, yes. prior to that, I, I had done work on my own of just lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. but to do it in a group work, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. It, the potency... For sure, Increases. it's exponential, mm-hmm. for sure. Cool, yeah. well, thank you so much for sharing your dream yeah. and for you know le- allowing your dream to become everyone's dream. Absolutely. <laughs> so even when we have these dreams of rejection or loss, it's oftentimes a sign that we're we are evolving and those are just old parts of ourselves that are no longer resonant and that's really cool actually it's a it's something to celebrate so i think it's important to pay attention to our dreams so that we can really know when we are transforming or in the process of transforming and and listen to those conversations that are happening within our own psyche within our own soul and really that way it, it furthers our our journey it furthers us on the path uh, and the process itself isn't linear like we might think that we are way down the road and that we've already done that those those initial steps of really claiming who we are and where we are on our path but we never know when those kinds of lessons are going to find us we can't really know what our initiations are, entail we just have to meet them and 
One way that we can do that is by gathering in community and sharing our stories. And that really helps us to feel, I think, less alone. Um, You know, life is a mystery and we're really here to walk it in community, I think, in, in a sacred way, honoring how how it looks for each of us differently and how we relate. So I just wanted to say that in case something in Wayland's dream resonated for you, or in case you're on that point in your healer's journey where things are not looking like you want them to, (laughs) or not feeling good, and that it's okay. I just wanted to say it's okay. So I'm going to go ahead and shift now into sharing this poem called The Healer's Path. The healer's path is as much within as without. It's a journey of wading through shit, facing doubt, shedding fear, learning to trust, to hone, to come home to oneself. It is ongoing, ever-evolving, never-ending, ever-unfolding. But it takes courage to share our gifts. It takes time and concentration to cultivate and gather, to educate and remember. It is not something we step into lightly because the healer's path is not for the faint of heart. It requires that we do our inner digging, reflecting, and the outer rejecting. We do our part and so much more because we are the ones with the remedies, the comforting touch, We are the hollow bones, the medicine gatherers, the wisdom sharers, the caretakers of the natural world, and one another. We are the rememberers of that which is mythic, the bearers of magic and sorrow alike. Pain and suffering seek us out, and we welcome it in, inviting the off-kilter to find its way back to center by honoring that which has gone unacknowledged, by seeing how one's trials can become initiations, by witnessing the wisdom that can come from one's suffering, remaining as humble mirrors, soothers of fears, we allow, we hold the space, we light the candles, the incense, the hearth fires, the campfires, we light the way from within, because we know that transformation often begins with what appears to be broken, but it is up to us to see the wholeness, even when it is painful, harrowing, agonizing, empty, overflowing, unbearable, unraveling. We are here to gingerly lace the web back together with our words our gestures, our dreaming, because the healer's path is as much within as it is in the sharing of our comfort or potions, our soul salves or affirmations, because our ability to help others can only come from our personal wound tending, our lived surrendering, and our commitment to reflecting back the healer that lives within us all.
Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of A Lone Traveler's Guide to the Divine. I do have some episode-specific things for you listed in the show notes, some links to Waylon's offerings and her website. If you would like to have a free exploratory session with her, I would highly recommend it. She's super awesome. And also you'll find a link to the blog post that goes deeper into the healer's path. And I also included the poem in that. I also want to invite you to check out my website at elevationhive.com. That's E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N-H-I-V-E.com. You're also welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're happening to listen to this and give it some stars if you're willing. That would really help me out in getting this podcast to the ears of people who need to hear it. So thank you for helping me to share this work and for being a part of this sacred community. And I really, really appreciate you for being here and listening. Thank you. We're